have a lot of spizzerinktum or the will to win, and you have a strong desire to be a Good evening, everyone, and we're back. Yay. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. And I'm here, of course, with the tiny, the blonde bombshell. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's a long story. We're not going to go there. We're not going there? Damn, that was my best line. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in. Come in yes. next week when we're, right. we'll go no, there. No, we're happy to be back. We had a little break last month. The clown kidnapped us and said he was going to host our show. Uh, so once that, we get out of that, you know, that was really decided cool. to come back. That was really cool, by the way. <laughs> so we were at the Ocean State Paracorn, uh, what's her face and myself. And, uh, Tiny. Yeah, and there was like this badass clown front or behind us, in front of us, whatever. And I came up with that idea. It worked out really yes. well, didn't it? Ron came up with that idea. Like, he did. It was a really good we idea. We even had Mr. Uh, Fluff come through, or whatever his name is, the Stay Puff guy. Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Yeah, it was an exciting show. Yeah, and yeah. Chuckles the Clown, but it's it's um, not Chuckles the Clown from Mary Tyler no, Moore. No. <laughs> it's a Clown with a K. But and we would like to thank him. Yeah, it was good too because he takes all these yeah. crappy movies and redoes them with Chuckles destroys the earth <laughs> or something. I don't know, whatever. And last week's show, of course, we had Jeff Melendra. Did we? I can't remember who we Last had. Last week? Yeah, when we weren't there. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Do you All think right. I listen to it when we're not there? You, you, you edited the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, without further ado, let's bring it oh, on, I guess, I, because I this, understand. Is going, this is going down quickly. I wasn't understanding what you were saying. Yes. Oh, right. I know, because I speak clean Yes, it right. was Jeff Belanger yeah. and Dylan Jones. Thank okay. you. Okay. Right. So, but right. someone else we met. At Ocean State Paracon. Is anybody I know? Maybe. Mm. We asked if he would appear on our show. Oh, Cody. No. Cody's not even here. Oh, sorry. He couldn't come tonight. He's busy. He's busy. He's a love bit. Get the love bug. Anyways. The love bug. We should introduce our guest. Why don't you? All right. So, (laughs) without further ado. Yes, please. We would like to introduce Dustin Parry. Thank you very much. Normally of Ghost Hunters. The bar has been said high that I have to at least be more memorable than the last guest that no one remembers. So that's good. And that was Jeff Belanger. That was Jeff Belanger. He is the uh, second best lecturer in New England. Um, So, (laughs) you know, yeah, good guy. Second best, huh? Yeah, 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 Cody's Cody's the first. (laughs) (laughs) I've been told. He's a good guy. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on, Dustin. Thank you. Very Pleasure to be here. here. No, no worries. And, and for those who don't know Dustin, you probably recognized him from his hair. You've seen him on TV. He's still there. And how do you, I mean, all seriousness, is Dustin, how do you get your hair like that? This is never serious. How do you really get your hair like it, that? It, it does not take much of anything. It's, uh, <laughs> you have to, like, put grill cream no, on? No, no, grill cream. You're showing your age, sir. <laughs> my God. Well, he is 150. My God. At least. I'm going to have to cut him down like a tree and count his rings to be yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. No, it's just it's just a little bit of hairspray. That's it. It's uh, We had the bowl cut till fifth grade, and then we decided, hey, <laughs> so I'm into girls. Do Let's like, do something. Do you, like, come... A, no, yeah. it's, it's like this naturally now. No, I swear to you, I, if, not that I want you to see me out of the shower, but okay. when I get out, and then we just spray it, and we're done. Wow. Set it and forget it. Set it and forget Actually, it. you know, I have just virtually no hair except from the sides, which is yes. why I wear the hair. But when I wake, <laughs> up, know in the, that. When I wake up in the morning, I look like Albert Einstein. It's like, <laughs> nice. You don't have that much hair. I do. No, it's, you I just don't. had a cut. Okay, so seriously. Okay. I did. You look good. Yeah, You'll be surprised. Me. Of course I do. 
But that's besides the point. People don't want to know about me. They want to know about Dustin. Yes, they do. Right? Yes, they do. And he always complains because people talk about themselves and not him. <laughs> These things happen. Yeah, I know it. So, D Dustin, uh, you've been in, like, in the paranormal for, like, ever, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. What are you, about 20 now? Oh, my God. We just hit 42. Are um, you seriously? Yeah, I just hit 42 in uh, July, but I've uh, been investigating in one form or another since I was 15. So wow. it's been a long road, but a rewarding, rewarding one for sure, you know. It's been good. So we have to ask the, the same boring question. We're going to ask the obvious question. Yeah, sure. We can ask. hit them all. Go ahead. How did you get started in the paranormal? That right. is the question. So, uh, <laughs> That's the first question. <laughs> this is not my first rodeo. I, so, um, think, I think not. So we'll give you the synopsis. So we started um, as a kid, just around 10 years old, 9 years old, mm -hmm. seeing what we would now classify as a shadow figure. You know, usually like two and a half feet tall, six feet tall. This is one of the tall ones. It was in the doorway of my childhood bedroom. Hallway lights on. Parents are awake down at the end. And uh, this thing's just there. It just scared the heck out of me as a kid, you know, and just pulled the covers over my head and said my prayers and never wanted to see it again. <laughs> but... Um, and it never did, never did live in there, but it kind of put that seed in my head, like, what was it? Why was it there? And, uh, and that really got me on just the path. You know, I started reading uh, reading different books and everything, like Hans like Holzer books. Yeah, the stories about New England Hans legends and spirits. Holzer? Yeah. Are you reading, reading that at 10? Yeah, well, not quite a 10. <laughs> That's a big book. When I got, you know, when well, I got a little bit ready. older, yeah. a little bit older, yeah. um, it didn't have pop-up books for me with the, about the paranormal, <laughs> but... Um, no, as I get older, you know, I get into that, and then I started going check out like the local places and things. And now, like, I got to do the due diligence and tell people do not go where you're not wanted. Do not go trespassing, and these places are unsafe and that kind of thing. Because people do get hurt every year doing this stuff. Of course. Um, but as a kid, you know, I didn't, I didn't know any better. And you also, you're invincible as a kid, so you just go do what you want anyway. Right. We had an old funeral home. We used to go crawl around and everything. Uh. There's a loose, <laughs> loose piece of plywood on the window. You can go in and check out That's the thing. That's cool. And, wow. Yeah, it was fun. You know. Yeah, we would never do that. No, no, I'm sure. We never, sure. never, never, ever. But that's Move that's how the, that's how the path started. At least yes. that's yeah. that's how it all got going for me. So, <laughs> I mean, did you think about being a paranormal investigator? When did you really consider? being a paranormal investigator. I didn't know it was a thing. Um, it was just myself and some friends would go, like, just, you know, hang out in places we heard stories about and get chased out of places, yeah. those things, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just something for me to do as a hobby, you know. And uh, I've had a crazy life, always working, like, two or three jobs at a time. And uh, I went from working in television on the broadcasting end to working in healthcare. And I would get out of the ambulance company at night. I was, I was in a manager there in an EMT. And I come out at night, and there'd be random people. They'd be like, hey, are you that ghost guy? I said, <laughs> I guess. Like, can you go somewhere tonight? I said, well, I was going home, but yeah, sure. You know. <laughs> I always thought tell people there was there was a heck of a lot of trust involved because <laughs> people would just show up and I would take them with me out into the woods and they trusted me and I trusted strangers out in the woods. And <laughs> we'd go have you know check out old buildings and stuff and uh, it wasn't until Ghost Hunters was on season one I came home one night and I'm flicking through TV and it's like wow these guys are being invited in homes and like helping living people mm -hmm. and uh, not getting chased out of places and doing things appropriately and um, so I wrote to all of them and uh, nobody got back to me the first time I liked to always remind them none of you wrote back to me every time you call me to be on your show <laughs> remember originally the answer was no you didn't want anything to do with no. me no 
But uh, they, they gave me a, an interview. Um, we went to uh, a little coffee shop. I had an interview, and I told them what I've been doing and uh, told my background in television production. I was like, you know, the way you guys take care of your cables, your cameras, like, it's really slip shot. I can help out. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Like, your you know, cabling sucks. Yeah. I didn't want to say it that way, but, yeah, you know. And um, they let me be a part of the team, but I couldn't be on the show. That was the agreement. And I already had two jobs, so I was happy. Uh -huh. um, then a couple of months in, they're like, hey, we're filming in Rhode Island. Why don't you come do this case, that case? And. I never committed full-time to the show because I was just getting married and I was just settling down and it didn't seem like this is the way to start a family. You know, mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm going to be on the road all the time. But it, I was happy to have the opportunities and I did it when I could. Um, and then uh, I got married, had the little one, then ended up doing GHI for two years. I took leaves of absence to go do that, you know. Mm -hmm. That was a bit more of a commitment, but it was a big opportunity right. too. So, um, so, yeah. And then we ended up getting called back because it's like, the paranormal mafia, they just keep bringing you back in. <laughs> and then I ended up, uh, <laughs> I did the last two seasons of, of Ghost Hunters and finished off uh, every episode of that. But now wow. those guys are coming back uh, with Grant Wilson, a whole new cast. Heard that. Yeah, it's uh, August uh, 20 something or other, 21st, I think. Um, wow. That's going to be on A&E, so yeah, that'll be good. So, A&E, that's a change. Yeah, yeah, everything's kind of switched up. It's a brave new world. And then uh, Jay and Steve and Tango are going over to um, travel, and they're going to be doing uh, Ghost Nation. So that's their Ghost new Nation. show. So ah. yeah, so, so they're that, it's that's all doing stuff. because. Uh, you know, the Travel Channel is all paranormal, pretty yeah. much, and A&E, yeah. &E, I guess, is... They're starting to add some programming yeah. and stuff, it seems, yeah. Do you think, I mean, there are a ton of shows on, especially with Travel Channel doing what they're doing. Right. Do you think there's going to be a point where we've had enough? Well, I think that it's it's... I think it's a little bit dangerous, because I think people are going to become callous to it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not paranormal if it happens all the time. So there is right. a problem just in the... The wait, definition wait, 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 itself. It happens all the time if you go on Facebook. Well, of course. <laughs> like, I've seen my share of photos. Um, it's a side story. But anyway. Um, you can add it. That's yeah, fine. No, it's pretty just, loose you know, We'll keep it PG-13. Oh, so, right. yeah, um, but I, I think it's nice. It's a double-edged sword. It's good because it brings it to the forefront and it allows people that had experiences that they're unsure of. It makes it more comfortable for them to speak of it, you know. Um, but unfortunately, that with it, just with television in general, you know, there's always the chance of a lot of extrapolation and big stories being made out of little things and people not getting the truth of the matter, you know. So I think that it's entertainment enjoy it um, take some of it with a grain of salt you know everyone's got their own favorite right. programs whatever I, I personally like recreation shows I, I think as, yeah, as yeah, an yeah, investigator yeah. Too, yes. I don't need to watch other people investigate all the time you know yeah. I watch and support my friends on the yeah, different shows exactly like, um, Amy and Adam have kindred spirits and everything and you know and, and I, I'm good friends with Katrina and everybody so when I, I want to Katrina and the waves Besides, no, no, <laughs> stop oh, it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but so I always try to support everybody. And but I love like my haunted house. Like, sh tell me a story because those are the shows right. that were around if they were around at all when I was a kid. Those are the stories that I read when I was a kid. So right. that's the kind of stuff that that still um, I find exciting and that I still enjoy, you know, being a part of. So that's that's my favorite kind of stuff. All right, I'm trying to see over her head. That's right. Yeah, she's supposed to be tiny. I'm not really sure. I was sure. peering at the uh, the uh, teleprompter because oh, we do have a question. We have a question. Oh. We have a question. Should we answer it? Well, maybe. Or should we say no? Maybe. We can answer. <laughs> Go away. John yes. would like to know why. Oh, why did Grant leave Ghost Hunters? Whoa. <laughs> um, so Here we go. Grant had left. Um, he was. 
kind of just wanted to focus on his family time a little bit more. Um, Understandable. He's, he's so talented. So he's a musician, he's a composer. Okay. So he was working on his piano stuff for a little bit. He also ended up um, getting involved with a company called Rather Dashing Games, and they're making board games and everything. Rather Dashing? So, yeah, he went and did like a whole I new like side project, name. you know? That's awesome. Yeah, so he's, he's quite the renaissance man. So he okay. went and did that stuff for a while, you know? And uh, he's still oh, investigative. Yeah. We do events together and everything, and now he's bringing the show back. So. Mm. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember uh, when I first got involved in this many, many, many years ago, and I'm telling one of my stories, sorry. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we were on the show called The Mary Amorosa Show, and oh, yeah. we were in Brookline, and we were being satellite linked to New Jersey, where the studio was. Mm -hmm. And uh, Maureen and I were on this show. And then the second half of the show, we, we, we did our thing. The second half of the show, they had this group on called TAPS. Uh, it was Grant and uh, Jason. Yeah. And that was actually the first time I had ever heard of TAPS. And they talked about themselves, how they have a pretty well world network and uh, and everything else. And I said, wow, this is pretty cool. I mean, there's, you know, they, they've got a lot of people that are, uh, you know, uh, pretty reputable at doing this stuff and everything else. And, and that's when I first looked at it and realized that there were other people out there uh, doing this than right. what right. I was you. doing it at the right. time. So, but uh, you know, if you went on the internet, which is fairly new back then, right. I mean, th this was a big website. Oh yeah. And uh, trying to think of what else was. Oh, Je uh, Jeff Belanger's Ghost Village was on at the right. time, and. Yeah, that was before your time, though, right? No, I was around. I was, yeah. It was interesting. Somebody was, the other day, was sharing um, screenshots of the old um, TAPS website. And uh -huh. it was just so weird to see. <laughs> and, like, I get chills when I first looked at it. I'm like, I remember going here to find contact information yeah. oh, to okay, see if right. I could, like, work with these guys, you know? And just all these years later, it's, I mean, it feels like a lifetime ago, you know? Um, and, but is, I was very blessed, yeah. like what an incredible opportunity. You know, I would just go out crawling around, like checking out old buildings <laughs> and just trying to see what I could see. And then to be invited to be a part of the show and then to, to be able to go overseas and um, just, yeah, I've been cool. to 20 something countries, like, and that's sleeping crazy. in castles and things like that. Is that like, because they kept throwing you out and you had to yeah. fight <laughs> another country? That's uh, right. Yeah. So you're partying too hard. Yeah. You're out of this country. Yeah. You're, done. you're done here. But, uh, yeah, you're it's, done, it's nice to, to look back and have, like, a full passport and, uh, and you know, yeah. all the stamps and all the stories and uh, amazing times. Really, a, really cool. Do you have a favorite? From, uh, from the countries, yeah. um, I fell in love with Ireland pretty quickly, mm -hmm. just because it's like a nice fairy tale land. Like everyone's yeah, so nice yeah. and relaxed, and like it's a very different culture. I mean, so many different parts of the world. You know, you, you travel around, but places like Ireland, um, uh, Denmark, Sweden, the people are very kind, very trusting. Like they look out for each other. And then uh, in different parts of our country, I, I find that too. But I kind of feel like when you start to come back back home, when you get close to Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New York, the it's very much there. about me, 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 mm. get out of my way. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I just, I kind of like the quietness and I liked Italy because I'm a boy that likes to eat. So <laughs> Italy was really good to me. Um, I think overall though, like Prague probably was my favorite overall place just as a, as a tourist mm -hmm. to see the the architecture to kind of immerse yourself in the culture we were in each country for like two weeks at a time right so you get two weeks at a place nice. you film four days each week but then you get a little downtime and uh it was really a remarkable place what'd you do in prague because that's absolutely my <sighs> we did country. um we did some castles out that way yeah. and sometimes you'd stay in a city and you work just in the outskirts you know right. um i remember we did uh, castle husco which wasn't too yes, far from there that was a good story that was too. a good place yeah. yeah my favorite thing of the whole time was being in in prague was um 
how different the culture was, like from daytime to nighttime. And the seeing the tourists and stuff during the day, and like enjoying the architecture. They had this great medieval church. And at the top of the hour, there's a tiny little representation of death, this tiny little <laughs> um, <laughs> skeleton, and he rings a bell. And then at the, his little sight. It's, it's amazing, though. At the top, they have all this wooden saints come through and like turn at the top of the tower. And everyone gathers around to watch it, you know? It's great. And then at nighttime, it's quiet. and People come out and play violins, and it's just a beautiful, oh, beautiful yeah. city. It really was Sounds very interesting. Nice. Yeah, I loved it. Very cool. Wow. That's my definitely bucket The, the yeah. bridge they have there. Is, uh, yeah, the Charles Bridge. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Awesome beautiful bridge. place. Awesome stories. The yeah. whole thing is, is yeah. loaded with, with it's paranormal amazing. stories and everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. I think the culture is great, and just the people are really nice. And you get gelato everywhere you go. Gelato. There's like tiny little ice creams, and you don't feel like a pig. It's like, oh, I'll have a triple. And it's still like the small cone here in America. So like, oh, I'm a, being a good boy, you know, and you get three flavors. So you're very happy. And oh, yeah, that's good. That's fine. So one of the reasons you, you do this, do you think it's because you get to go to cool places? I mean, do you like history? Is that part of what it is? So it's, it's interesting the way life unfolds. Like, you don't even realize what the foreshadowing is until you get to your destination. So when I was in high school, my favorite subjects, when you finally get to take electives, like the yeah, end of high school, um, I enjoyed psychology a lot. I loved sociology and uh, death and dying. And then to be able to travel, I mean... I had studied different cultures and the way they perceive the afterlife and how they prepare the body Mm -hmm. and all these things. And um, to be able to travel and to see that actually in the different places, you know, and um, it wasn't just about the spirit communication for me. I've never been like a... I hate the scary part of the paranormal. Like, I don't need to wear the black T-shirt and yell about demons. And, like, <laughs> what's, I love the reality of the fact that in each one of us is a living energy, is our soul or our light or however you want to see it. And that after the body, the human experience ends, that goes on to somewhere else. And the yeah. fact that you can, every once in a while, just catch a glimpse of it, mm-hmm. get a brief recording of it, or have that interaction... To me, that's what the magical is, and that's what Definitely. I wanted to focus on, you know? And I get, like, yeah, you're originally at the client's house, you try to bring them some peace of mind and right. stuff, so you have to document, you have to record. And then on the other side, you're making a television show, so you have to show people the story, and you have to show them the things. But to me, I was just like, when I go investigate now, I don't need all the, the bells and whistles. I don't want to sit all night staring at a K2 meter, waiting for it to light up right. to red. Because what the hell does that mean anyway? <laughs> Can you light it up to red? Good job. Like, you know. Congratulations. What I want to do is to be a part of that moment mm-hmm. and to witness that and to listen and to feel it. And, you know, there's uh, one guy I jokingly called RoboCop at one of the events I went to. Nice enough guy. But there's one of these guys or ladies at every event, you know, like the fishing vest, here's all my batteries, here's my IR illuminator, here's my shoulder-mounted camera this way, and then the other one going that way, and then the, the glasses that are also recording. I'm like, yeah, if anything appears, my money's on you to be the person to catch it. Uh-huh. But can you say you actually witnessed it? Can you say you were a part of it, you know? And that's the part that really blows my mind because it's such an incredible really sometimes a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, unless you do these things regularly, the chances of you just coming across a ghost are so slim to none. (laughs) But if you do this a lot and you're around these things a lot, obviously your chances increase. Um, But to to belittle that moment down to, this lit up to red, it's just... (laughs) And I get it. And I I try not to fault people for it because I can Mm -hmm. see how it's exciting if you don't think about the bigger picture and you don't do this all the time. But if you do, it's such a bigger conversation. 
and they would never let me have that conversation on TV. I tried mm -hmm. to talk about it, they just edited it out because I get it, it's not a documentary. Right. It's entertainment. You know, right. we need the wow factor, we need the scary moment, we need the, you know, the funny thing. It's like, ah, fine. But I was always hoping in doing the television show that somebody out there um, would want to talk more about that. And then, you know, thanks to the advent of social media and all that stuff, that's given me that platform to still carry on those conversations mm -hmm. and take it beyond the paranormal to doing my motivational work and yeah, just trying just to get people to do more Because things. of that, you are into your motivational okay. stuff as well. It's become, um, it's interesting. So. MySpace, the time before Facebook. MySpace. You know, like it's like BC and AD. I mean, MySpace. We, me too. We you can put music on it. Yes, I, I, you know, I had the theme X, X Files on mine. When yeah. you came on my page, that's what you got the X Files. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice because yeah. I always felt like changing your background, putting that music. It told a little bit about I you, loved that. your current state of yes. mind. Like, you know, it's great. You're inviting people in. Right. And like to me, Facebook is just so like aesthetically like. Apple. It's like everything <laughs> now is just clean and drab and just, it's just nonsense. Yeah. But anyway, but back in the day, um, people would write to me and, you know, it started with, here's a photo of an orb. Here's a photo of this. Do you think this is my grandmother? And I was like, I don't know. I never met the woman. Maybe. <laughs> was she round? Like, <laughs> but she it, light up. <laughs> did she light up a she lot of round and fuzzy? But it went from that to, because um, you're on TV, people think you know the answers to things, you know? Um, you're the expert. Uh, yeah, for sure. Because you're you're rich, people think you know. And mm -hmm. by the way, reality TV, I still work the day job, so <laughs> not rich, but <laughs> thankful nonetheless. But people would write to me about that, and then it was, I hate my day job. What should I do? And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, I walk around in the dark, and sometimes I say, what was that? I'd say, that's not your career move, but, you know. But I, I just told people, like, listen, like, y you want to be a, an actress. You want to be a singer or a songwriter. The chances of you being that 1% that make it big are probably slim. It doesn't mean it can't happen, but it's probably slim. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, you're a waitress or you, you're whatever. Just don't do something you hate because this is your life. You only have so much time. That's don't right. do something you hate. But on the side, even if you don't make a lot of money, even if you don't make any money, go work at the local theater. Go perform at the local coffee house. Do something that keeps that passion alive so you're still living while you're doing the other job just to pay the bills and everything. You know, my, my friends and I refer to it as from Harry Potter, the muggle job. You know, yeah. I can't go around being a wizard all day, so I got to do the muggle job. But then it allows me to do the other things that I want to do. And I think that's important. And, um, and I still try to get people motivated uh, to, to do that kind of stuff. So do you, I mean... How do you do that? Do you have people come to you, or do you like do seminars? I mean, how, how does how does this go? So a lot of it um, comes out in like my earlier books were paranormal books, and then my later books were kind of a little bit of everything. Yeah. Books, books, books. We've books. got books everywhere. <laughs> Still about? writing more too. I, I I love to write. I love a good turn of phrase. I like a a, a little uh, story here and there, and. Um, I put a lot of motivation moments, uh, motivational moments in my books, in my writing, you know, and a lot of comical things. And um, but a lot of it really? comes I to uh, you're very serious. <laughs> slow down. Um, I did a, a 60 video series on uh, YouTube. It's called Hey, Got a Minute. And because my brain is so wonky, I couldn't just be like, hey, you can do this. You can be a better person. Like, I wouldn't watch that. Mm. I need to be entertained. If I'm going to do it, I right. can enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. So every day of the week has its own theme. So it's like uh, Soulful Sundays where I talk about, like, a different religious belief or something from a religious text. Um, uh, Melodic Mondays where I dress up 
like Elvis or one of the Beatles, and <laughs> I use a song lyric, and then I explain why that's a motivational thing. Techno Tuesday, I wear these ski goggles and hockey jerseys, and I yell about how technology is separating us from each other. And oh my goodness, it's, it's I'm crazy just stuff. Have to find this. Yeah, now it's on, it's on great. YouTube. Just my YouTube channel is very simple. It's just YouTube.com/slash Dustin Perry. There's 60 we'll of them. You. They're like three minutes long to four minutes long each because we're all really busy, you know. Right. That's so right. I put that out there, and then I do. I travel around. I do seminars and everything. Um, I do some work for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I do yeah, fundraising right. lectures and things for them. And uh, I was a part of their overnight walk um, this year in Boston. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm very thankful to, to say all my, my 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 viewers, all my fans, all my friends out there, um, they all contributed. And just myself was able to raise six thousand dollars and then some awesome. for for that foundation. And I, my core message is that we are all in this life together. Mm -hmm. I feel we're all souls going through this human experience and that while we're here, we should be looking after each other and lifting each other up Definitely. and loving each other. Mm -hmm. And um, that's that's what I'm about, you know? And uh, and actually not far from here, but in, uh, in Bridgewater, uh, my friend Tiffany Rice, uh, she's a spirit medium, local girl, mm -hmm. nice person. Um, I'm doing an event at her shop. It's 200 Elm Street and I'm gonna be there uh, August 28th and I'm doing a, a very special lecture on one of my first books, uh, which is called What's Next? And that lecture that is, uh, that's a handsome one in the middle there. This one? Yeah. This one. The little one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, that one talks that all him. about, um, there him. you go, this there one There you here. go. <laughs> Do the Vanna White gesture to it. But yeah, on um, August 28th, I'm going to be at 200 Elm Street, and uh, I'm going to be doing a lecture based on this book, and it's going to uh, try to help people to, uh, to move forward in their life, you know? That's awesome. Don't make it look shady. Nice. People won't trust it yeah. if it looks shady. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. advertising 101. And it's, my husband is a, is a DJ. Oh, yeah. Hi, honey. He never watches. But anyways, That's right. he, knows. Uh, he DJs a lot of suicide prevention walks. Oh, really? Uh, oh, that's good. Usually, I think he's up to God, four. I thought you were going to say it's, suicides. It's, what the hell kind of job is that? What? No, no, DJs no, a lot of suicides. Suicide. It's like prevention. Well, you walks. Gotta, don't like, pause there. You scared the heck out okay. of me. Okay, <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. Well, well that's anyways. nice that he does that. That's very so, good. So yeah. yes, our yeah. our uh, production assistant. Well, he's actually our government coordinator full time now. Zach, his sister. Uh, organizes them as well. Oh, so friend. Yeah, we all, all good work. We all, we all get into that. Because it's, it's very difficult. The, the, what we do every day is difficult. Mm -hmm. And it's not what we're meant to do. You know, we're, we're hunters and gatherers by nature. We're a community by nature. And now it's a lot of sitting around, like, just, like, pressing keys and I sitting in front it. of screens all day. So mm -hmm. it's, it's very uh, distracting for people, I think. Yeah. Um, so how does your Christian beliefs fit in with this? It does it... It works fine for me. Um, it doesn't work well for other Christians who get very mad at me for it, but it works <laughs> fine for me. I always say, you know, have you read the Bible? Because there's lots of stories in there about demons and angels and, uh, and spirits. Mm -hmm. and, and when Christ first comes back and the apostles are all held up, you know, afraid of what's going on in the world around them, um, Didymus, uh, Doubting Thomas, the twin, comes forward, right. and, and he wants to touch the wounds, and he wants to make sure that this person is actually Jesus and not a ghost. Right. When he appears to them walking on the water, he says, I am not a ghost. Like, he says it several times. Right. So it's mm -hmm. kind of interesting, you know. Yeah. Um, I, my personal beliefs are that the, the Bible was inspired inspired um, by God, but written by man, and thus subject to lots of little, hey, we need this, just oops. like now, you know, lots a, lot of, of a lot of fake news shoved in there, <laughs> because we need to further the agenda, right. you know, and that's, no matter what religion you're a part of, 
I believe that all are one, and I think that, that God, it, I have my Hallmark theory, I call it. Okay. And I believe that God is like Hallmark cards. It's one big company, then he's got shoebox division for people that <laughs> like to laugh, and he's got mahogany for people of different skin tones and different <laughs> ethnic backgrounds, and he's got um, just how I feel for people that like to cry all the time, and the blank inside cards for the blank inside people. Mm. But no matter which one you buy, it's the same company. Right. And I think that the, the core message of all world religions are, are love and understanding and respect and taking care of each other. But instead, we want to focus on the differences and, and hop on the differences exactly. instead of looking at the commonalities, which just make things so much easier. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we could all just find that, that way to live in love, and, and I think it's upon everybody who's out there to, to walk through this life, to look after each other. Yeah. And... Um, a lot of us are just really bad people. I've been closing conversations lately yeah. um, on the phone and emails with, be a good person. And the other day, this woman was on the phone. She's like, what would you say? And said, be a good person today. And she stopped. She's like, I rather like that. I'm like, good. I'm Aww. glad you do. And uh, just sometimes we just need to be reminded, right. you know. But the, the Bible is, you know, people pick and choose what they want out of it, really. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know that uh, I get called in uh, to my, I'm Catholic, so I got called into my parish priest and spent an hour and a half with him trying to explain what I do and how yeah. I do it. And uh, so he says, you don't work with mediums. I says, well, if, if you look at the Bible, you realize in Corinthians 1 that, right. that God gave special uh, powers, I guess would be the word, for uh, different people to discern spirits and so forth and everything else. So he actually right. did that. I mean, there are, there are a lot of things that we... You know, they, they set their doctrine. They don't really look at the, the grand picture. But one of the, the coolest stories that I think in the Bible is the Witch of Endor. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, with Saul and, uh, wait. Um, yeah, I always get the names. Two guys in a very similar name, same consonant. Yeah, what, what and, was the um, king, former king, and what yeah, is the present king? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so, so I think it's Solomon and Saul. And then he yeah. wants to raise up, so he goes to the Witch of Endor yep, to ahead. raise up the spirit. Yep. And it's like, this is mediumship. Right. And it's yeah. right here, you know? But the coolest thing of that whole story is, is when, when he raises up the spirit and he comes in, do you, do you know what he looks like? No. He's got a barrier shroud on, so basically a sheet over him. Right. So that's the typical ghost <laughs> of, you know, the, the character. The shroud. And, and what does he say when they wake him up, right? And when they, when they call him for him, he says, who the hell woke me up? <laughs> Why are you bothering me? Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, though. You're right, though. People pick and choose yeah. whatever piece of religious doctrine, whatever piece of dogma they want to further whatever agenda is the flavor of the exactly. day. You know, I, I've always, you know, I, I spent some time reading some of the Gospels that were thrown out because i like, these are interesting. Oh, yeah. And at one time, these were just as important, if not more important, than the ones that, when they said, hey, we're going to put this together in, in, you know, one nice Bible here. Then here it is. Um, just because it didn't agree with what was going on that day. You know, you start reading, like, the books of Enoch and everything else, and we get to ancient aliens, and then I'm like, Giorgio yeah, okay. is too close. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. But, you know, the thing I always say is that don't think with your head. I mean, if something's right or wrong, you don't think with your head. You think with your heart. Because in your heart, you know whether it's truly right or wrong okay. for you to do this or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's not necessarily what your head is telling you. Right. Mm-hmm. So th- that's what I go. We have to actually go to paranormal news. I didn't. We, we do. Yes. It's about that time. Yes, it is. Trying to jump in. I know. Somewhere. I know. So. But we have... Our paranormal news reporter, uh, Nathan Mayer. What's his name? Nathan Mayer. Nathan. Oh, the guy who brings popcorn. Nate, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he yeah. actually yeah. brought Ron popcorn Again. Yeah. So if we can roll the paranormal news. And we'll come back, please. we'll take that question. 
Celebrated paranormal author and researcher Rosemary Ellen Guiley of New Milford, Connecticut passed away peacefully on Friday, July 19, 2019 in Woodway, Washington, surrounded by loving family. Rosemary was the author of over 65 books on paranormal, occult, and metaphysical topics. She produced a series of single-volume encyclopedias on topics as diverse as saints, demons, ghosts and spirits, witchcraft, magic and alchemy, vampires and werewolves. A popular lecturer, Rosemary made many appearances over her career at paranormal and metaphysical conferences and conventions. She was a frequent guest on many radio shows. Rosemary appeared in many television documentaries. She was awarded a Lifetime Achievement Award in 2015 from the Upper Peninsula Paranormal Research Society in Michigan. Rosemary was born on July 8, 1950 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, but grew up in Shoreline, Washington, where she attended high school. She earned a Bachelor of Arts degree in Journalism from the University of Washington and went on to work as a reporter for the Oregonian and the Seattle Times. Before embarking full-time on her writing career in 1983, Rosemary worked for IBM. Rosemary served on the boards of several organizations, including the National Museum of Mysteries and Research and the Foundation of Research into Extraterrestrial Encounters. She was also the consulting editor for Fate Magazine. Rosemary founded Visionary Living Incorporated and in 2001 and through it published much of her work. In 2015, she expanded Visionary Living in, to promote and publish the work of other authors. Rosemary enjoyed travel throughout the United States and Europe. Though her work kept her on the road for much of the year, she always looked forward returning home. She maintained a vigorous exercise regimen. Through my paranormal excursions, I did cross paths with Rosemary Ann Guiley twice, both at Cape and Islands Paranormal Research Society events, led by its founder and president, Derek Bartlett. The first when Capers did free monthly lectures at Cape Cod Community College in Barnstable, Massachusetts, where she gave a lecture on demons in 2009. The second was in 2010, when Capers hosted the Haunted America Conference, which had a vampire theme, probably due to the popular vampire film series being released at that time in cinemas. Since she had an abundance of books that she authored to bring from her car into the venue, I helped her out with that task. The following are some remarks people have made to honor or pay tribute to Rosemary Ann Guiley. Keith Age, I'm at a loss for words. My longtime friend Rosemary Ellen Guiley has passed. R.I.P. Rosemary Fly High and Free. Keith and Sandra Johnson, truly the loss of a dear friend. Rosemary made three appearances on our show, Go Sarnier. She was such a sweet soul. Andrea Perrin, the world has lost a mighty spirit and truly brilliant scholar. She is loved and will be missed by countless souls. Dave Schrader. She is a very important voice in the paranormal world and one of the most prolific authors. Rest in peace, Rosemary. Grant Wilson. 
Her how was one of the best. Always gentle and kind. The other side is lucky to have you, Rosemary. John Zaffis. She is a legend that will live on in many of us. Rest in peace, my Roro. You fly, my friend, mentor, and yes, she family. Yeah, she was God probably bless. the number one woman in the paranormal, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Well. I um, I didn't know we were going to be seeing that that piece about her, but she um, she was always so very kind to me when I first started um, doing the you know the the circuit mm-hmm. and going to events and and, and lecturing and things. Um, going up to to people like her is is a big deal, mm-hmm. you know, and. Um, over the years, you know, you see each other once in a while, and next thing you know, you're sharing some laughs, or you're on flights near each other, or long bus rides, car rides to places. And there's one uh, one we did up in the Upper Peninsula in Sault Ste. Marie, and um, there's always some crazy travel getting in and out of there because there's like two flights a day that go there from Detroit, and uh, we were supposed to leave the next day, but because of the uh, the weather, they'd canceled our morning flight the night before. And she and I were like, what are we going to do? We both had to get back because we had other obligations. And um, we were able to get the uh, the casino up there that was hosting the event to drive us all the way back down to Detroit, which was like six hours or more. Wow. And it was just her and I in the car with the casino uh, driver in the middle of the night, like 2, 3 in the morning. <laughs> and um, the guy kept dozing off. And like she and I want to oh. sleep. We're kind of like laying back, like what? relax. And, and all of a sudden you hear like the rumble strip, like brr, brr, oh. I'm like, she's like, Dustin. I'm like, I know, I know. So I, I had to keep talking to the guy to keep him oh awake. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was the craziest thing. But we thankfully made oh it back to Detroit. God. We got to, to get the next flight the next day and everything. But uh, oh. what a sweet woman what a talented and and, uh, thoughtful person like Mm -hmm. her her books were she was another person that I felt like when you read her work it wasn't just like this is a ghost because this is a there was more to it it was bigger picture stuff and so she's definitely one of the ones that's that's going to be missed so I think that with that now I think John Zaffis has become like the Betty White of the paranormal. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone keep John Zaffis safe and on lockdown. Like if you see him eating a cheeseburger, knock it out of his hand because he's like the last legend. Yeah. He's, you know, it's, what are you, you going to do? Like we've right. lost so many good oh, ones, and now we got Johnny, right? Dirty oh old Johnny. God, God bless it. him. Uh, oh. You you know about my cursed picture, right? Uh, yes, I yeah. I have heard a time or two about your cursed picture. All I can say is. Somehow I had her book on my desk. Really? Leave it at that. Well, then keep oh, my books off your on. desk if anything bad. So yeah, just I'm opening up a, uh, what, what do you call a protection agency. Oh, my <laughs> God. Watch out or I'll hit you with the picture. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was, she was, I've met her a few times as well. And, I mean, she was on the show before yeah. many times. Yeah. And yeah. So I think she's fun. a good woman. Good, very woman. Very nice. God bless. But anyway. We have a question from our, our TogiNet chat room. Uh, I have a question for Justin, too. John, okay, you can ask yours in a minute. Okay. John wants to know, what is your favorite place to investigate? Um, overseas, my favorite place I ever went to was a little place called the Clark uh, Air Force Base. Okay. That was out in the Philippines. It was an outpost for our American soldiers during the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the only place I've ever been where, you know, you get there, they give you a laundry list of this happens, this happens. At 2 o'clock, there's a lady in white. Satan shows up at 3. <laughs> <laughs> and you wait, and nothing happens night after night. 
that place was the only place I've ever been where everything they told me was going to happen, we witnessed or wow. we recorded. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, as I said, it was a hospital. It was an outpost for American soldiers. It was a hospital. Then it fell into disrepair. And our, our client was the guy who was the security guard. And when the building was vacant and they're trying to reuse it, he became a laughing stock in the town. People said he was a drunk. He sees spirits. <gasps> oh, no. And for us to bring him the evidence of what he had witnessed. That's and, pretty cool. And when he started hearing it and seeing it, he just started crying. And oh. I was like, it just felt good, you know? Like, yeah. this is what it's about, I'm you know? vindicated, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, he wasn't, right? he didn't have to feel bad anymore about, uh, about those experiences. So, God. Um, and here in the States, one of my favorite places will always be the uh, St. Augustine Lighthouse. Oh, as cool. uh, I saw yeah. the. We've the, had them on the show, too. Yeah. Oh, right? so such a beautiful location. Yes. Lighthouse is just magical in their own right. Oh, but, right. it's beautiful. Um, that is yeah. the first you know time I've seen an apparition. So. Right? I'm sorry? You know I'm big into lighthouses. No, I didn't know. I'm on the board of directors of the Friends oh, really? of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse. And oh, nice. I've investigated probably a dozen of them. They're wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful places. But, but yeah, sure. they're awesome. They're yeah. absolutely awesome. There's something about the energy of them. You yeah. know, just Especially the old ones that before they were automated, you had somebody, you know, living there and, right. and, and like, doing the work. It's just, it's a very interesting lifestyle and position that was so important for so many years you know and the the lights are still so important but now with everything being automated it's just so different yeah, yeah. but but some yeah. of the mystique is gone yeah you know there, there's some the automation there seems to be almost like a romantic feel right. to them you know there's yeah. something about them and just uh but yeah saint augustine always my first apparition since that shadow figure so that was mm -hmm. that'll always be a very special place for me and That's since really i've cool. been back a bunch of times never saw the woman there again but we do get a lot of evps in a very heavy spanish dialect around the base of the lighthouse and that all ties into it being a spanish settlement ahead of time so mm -hmm. um really cool place very nice you uh do a lot of conferences right Yes. I, I think you told me some ridiculous number last year. We, we did just say we did fifty-two last year. Fifty-two. Wow. There's only fifty-two weeks in a year. I you know. know that, right? Yeah, well, October's really busy. I mean, I'm like yeah. I'm like Santa Claus, but in October. Bring so. them at all in. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. very busy. I, I actually heard a story about you too. Um, uh oh. You were Safe in for TV. San Antonio, I believe, and. Uh, uh, you d decided to go to the Alamo late at night. I, I heard something about that. Is, is, <laughs> this is what, a Belanger story. What were you going to do, <laughs> do with the Alamo? I, we not, did uh, nothing. We went and had ice cream at a little place across the street, uh -huh. and we made jokes about it being a la mode, but nothing else happened. Really? Uh, anything uh, else is just a, a, a fabrication um, of Jeff Belanger. Really? Uh, yes, he denies all... Yep. Association so with this no story. Video, so it doesn't uh -oh. exist. No, so it doesn't anything. exist, right? Yeah. Okay. Indeed. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you've you've got a lot of books here. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Let's move along. Okay. Yeah. Let's paddle. Start Jeff, paddling, Ron. Start paddling. She's like, oh, I got dirt on Dustin. Yeah. I'm like, that's your Only dirt. The, the dirt is I was hanging with Belinda. Really? That's that happens. That's your first problem. Yes. He's like a human VD. Sorry, well, sorry, that, just blew out. Everybody. I think that's how he advertises himself. It's oh, on his website. My. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my my, my EVP specialist for uh, the Ghost Project when I when we first <laughs> had left, and then we had this another one that came in, and he kept getting nothing. So I always told him he had EVP ED. <laughs> <laughs> there's a pill for that now. I think yeah. there's a gummy now. Thank it's God he pill. took it because uh, yeah, it, things are better now. Yeah. So now one of the things are that these posable? 
No, no. Oh, be careful. No, prudence oh. is not poseable. Well, why is it segmented? She's it looks like you should be together. able to. Oh. I glued that together. Well, her hands used to come off. I'm and then glued they, together, too. And then they really came off and yes. broke, and Ron fixed them. Ron fixed them. So um, my question, because when I was reading your bio, it refers to your surgical... Uh, company. Oh yeah, the Tell day us job. About, I want to hear about the Muggle struggle. The Muggle, the Muggle thing. So, um, as I said, I worked for um, in media for many years for CBS and Fox News. I worked in radio, and then I uh, got into healthcare. Mm -hmm. And um, from working on the ambulance, I ended up working in uh, oral surgery uh, center, facial oral cosmetic surgery. Oh yeah. And um, was their anesthesia technician for more than a decade and uh, I still work there um, the COO of the company now I, I run our offices in Massachusetts and Rhode Island oh, wow. so that's the 40 plus hour a week job and then on the weekends we travel and do paranormal lectures do motivational lectures ah. Christmas time comes we do Christmas lectures and uh, we just keep things going but uh, yeah it's, it's interesting you know it's um, not what I ever thought I was going to get into you know but uh, we do everything from you know, wisdom teeth removal to like Botox and all that, breast augmentation. Oh you have my a drawer full of goodness. fake boobs. Like it's never Jeez, a bad day. You wow. just go visit the drawer. You know, it's wonderful. <laughs> I know. Good times. Open the drawer. All. Put it back and forth. Yeah. Put it back. Just a little wiggle. <laughs> put a little wiggle and a jiggle. Uh, a dirty girl, tiny. She is. She's terrible. Oh, I get God, roped into these that things. That is funny. You know, I've opened this book really 18 funny. times and always came to the same page. Now well, I can't find this stupid well, page. Oh, well, well, it must not be kind yeah, of Yeah, that's all right. But that's I had right. a question for, we were looking at, maybe it's the wrong book. No, it's maybe. this book. <laughs> cemetery Stomping. What the heck oh. is Cemetery oh, Stomping? Oh, that's a, that's a, so that book I wrote with uh, my good friend, my Irish brother, Mr. Barry Fitzgerald. <laughs> and um, one of the things that we wrote, that was our first book called The Complete Approach. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about, um, yeah, that's it. This is it here. See? Yes. There very nice. Oh. Oh, Don't take out the There's chair. a lot going on, yes. So anyway, that one's there. Um, and uh, we wanted to write a little bit about different people's approaches and, and the way groups get started and things like that, you know. Because um, I personally am not one to um, ever go investigate cemeteries and such. I know there's some great yeah. stories of apparitions and residual stuff. I always think, can you imagine being dead and being like, you know what I'm going to do? Stand right here over the body. Just hang out and right. see who brings me flowers. Uh -huh. Like It just seems like, <laughs> if you think about it that way, so in a graveyard, you just get a bunch of people that are, what, forever tethered to the corpse? <laughs> that just doesn't chain. seem to make much sense. <laughs> so uh, I always feel like, I, I love cemeteries. I love reading the old epitaphs. And there's just so much. Oh, yeah. It's like a nostalgic, weird little happy place. We and there's no people yeah. there to talk to, so no one bothers you. I love it, yeah. I put my music on, and I just wander around. Um, we did not have a cemetery trip tonight usually I do a cemetery tripping oh, segment yeah. and uh, I have a Facebook page called cemetery tripping it's so nice and I t photograph old graves so yeah. usually I have that on tonight but we had a tribute so I think but it's important though for for everyone and as a, yeah. as a culture like not forgetting those who went before us, you mm -hmm. know. Like one of the things I always taught my daughter when, because she'd come walk with me, it was like, um, you know, if we see a flag that's fallen, you pick it up and you put it back oh, in the holder. Mr. You know, Mr. does this all the yeah, time. Yeah, you like the flat stones sometimes get really dirty. One of the the graveyards we visit a lot has a water pump, so you go and you fill up the thing and go clean off the flat stone, even though we don't know who they are, and maybe there's no family left to come and to no. take care of this anymore, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, I like to think that it. Those little kindness, acts of kindness, add up in, in some great oh. cosmic way, you know. Get another feather um, for your wings. So, yeah, it's. Oh, um, I got it. 
It's it's nice and to, and to counterbalance the horns. That's also right. good. Also hold up your, good. The horns hold up your halo. Yeah. So cemetery it's stomping is that an Irish term? Is that? How yeah, I know, he's so Irish. I've Who knows what he was saying? Of I've that. never heard of it before. That's what yeah, that was as part of that Irish brogue. It gets uh, the ladies all excited. You know? Oh, it does. Yeah, anybody yeah. with a foreign accent does. Yeah, it does. Steve Rossin <laughs> comes over here every year. He's like, oh please. Yeah. He's not that good. No. no. But but think oh. about it. If you go to another country, you are the rock star. People love you. Yeah, I don't right? think so. No? <laughs> the, oh. the English accent doesn't quite do it. Yeah, it doesn't so do it. So paranormal rock star. Oh, yeah. Where well, did that you. come from? I haven't from. that in a while. Where did that come from? Um, that came from an interview I was doing uh, with a gentleman named Mike Roberts, um, and he was interviewing me for a magazine that he had, and I was overseas, and I was talking about the struggle of trying to be a, a husband and a father and, and a provider of the family, but then also having to be so far away from home all the time. Right. And... Um, and we were talking about being on the road, and I was, you know, we go six, eight weeks at a time sometimes with, with GHI. And he said, well, when your daughter gets older, you can tell her, you know, your dad's a paranormal rock star. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of interesting, you know. And then it just started coming about, and um, so that's good. Lately, we've been calling myself the Steel Unicorn because um, I'm magical <laughs> and mythical, but unicorn. yet very masculine. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so, okay. you know, because unicorns right. seem to be feminine. Ooh, Look, even he's getting hot flashes. Oh, wow. It's nice. There we go, But then, man. But here's the other thing, though. I'm very <laughs> multifaceted. Let me, let me pick my feet up. <laughs> yeah, get comfortable. Make more room in your no, trousers. It's getting pretty, so pretty the deep other thing, over here. The other thing is, because um, not all days are magical and wonderful, you know. People are like, oh, you're on TV. Everything must be great. I'm like, it's not all sunshine and rainbows and lemonade in my world. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Mm -hmm. There's an hour and a half of traffic each way to the office, and I sit there, and I press buttons like the little monkey. All day. It's not fun, you know. <laughs> but so sometimes I call myself trying turtle, just trying to make the world a better place, trying to help people out, trying try to do turtle? what you can. And some days it just it doesn't work for old trying turtle, okay. and you just have to go back in the shell. And uh, I have one of my videos on Hey Gutterman is all about shields and life support in Star Trek. Uh -huh. And just when things go bad in any version of Star Trek, you shut everything down except shields and life support. Right. You just protect yourself you and stay alive. There you go, Russ. Until you can go forward. Russ is a Star Trek fanatic, See? our director. Yeah, 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 I a TV there. show called Trekkie Talk. Oh, nice. Yeah. Grand. Talking yeah. Trek. Whatever. Not yeah, Trekkie Talk. It's like sick sometimes. These things happen. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. If I said it right, no one would think it would be me. Yeah. Right. This is also true. So I actually have a paranormal question for you. Do you sure. like talking paranormal? Or do you just That's all right. You're you going to dance with who brought you. you yeah, dance with who brought you. I, mean, yeah. I still love it. I love the field. Right. I just hate the, the nonsense that's been heaped I don't upon. care about the nonsense. Then I let's mean, talk about what's real, my friend. Right. Yeah, so this this is kind of a real question. All it's right. it's what, you, what you believe, I would think. Because you talked about cemeteries and, and people dying and hanging around, right? Yeah. So do you think that after you die that there is such a thing as, as uh, time, as, is it temporal? In other words, could you be at a cemetery at one time and in some place else, somewhere else? It, right. it, so in other words, you're not really hanging around there, but you can be there. Right, that's a great question. I, I really appreciate that, that's a great question. Um, Funny enough, one of my new... It's really buttering me up. No, no, it's good, <laughs> it's good. You can take me off for beers after the show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> One of the things in my, my, my newest lecture I have is called uh, How Soon Is Now? And it's all about time and how we perceive time. And 
how we trade our time in life. You know, what you do for 40 hours a week and what is that worth for you? How much you need to bring home and what do you do with that? Because at the end of the day, the thing that we kind of piss away the most is our time, mm -hmm. you know? Like I joke around about phones a lot, you know? Because, uh, yeah, I need my social media because I need to promote what I need to do. I also want to put out good vibes and good information for people and things um, and to try to push off some of the nonsense that's out there. Um, but how much time does that end up taking away from us, you know? I mean, let's be honest, a lot of phone time is spent when you're in the potty. Yeah. And then sometimes you're sitting there and you've gone down the rabbit hole on the phone and now your legs hurt and your bum hurts and your intestines are empty, but you're still on the phone. What the heck just happened? Why am I still on the phone? It's crazy, but it's true. And I start to realize how important time is. And so I do think that when we pass away, our understanding of this perception of time is not quite what it is at all, you know? Um, and I think that, I don't know if, like, by location would be possible, but I definitely think you don't have to travel, right. you know? Like, it, it, I think that element goes away. Um, I also am under under the understanding that I, I really like in some of the, the, as we talked about the books that weren't put in the, the Bible that were pushed away, um, they talk about... Um, the Essenes, who were probably the group that was closest with Christ when he was on earth, um, where he came from. The Essenes talk about um, heaven being an actual place, and it's just not that far away from where we are. It's just we're not able to perceive it all the time. So what if those little glimpses we get sometimes of spirits coming forward, right. we're just, they're visiting us just from that little thing. That's why when right. people's like, when Susie Psychic breaks out her crystal and says, for $20, I'll get grandma to heaven, slow your roll. Mm -hmm. exactly. You don't know. I don't know. Put the rock away, sister. Mm -hmm. I mean, collect them if you I like them. them all to the light. Use them for magic yeah. and stuff like that. Like, I love a good crystal. Like, I've mm -hmm. got collections and stuff myself, and I like, you know, herbology and all these other things. But um, the idea that some woman is going to get grandma to heaven if you give her $20 and she gives you a rock, right. slow your roll. Mm -hmm. The idea that you have a demon in your house and you bought a sage stick at a convention and you're going to go home and smudge and the demon's going to be away. I love that one. You work at Kinko's during the day. You're not a damn wizard. Like, what are you doing? But this is the things that we're telling people. And we're like, oh, yeah, it'll work. Mm. How much does it work? Yeah. So that stuff really drives me crazy because I, I do believe but that... But isn't that the fault of TV, though? It's the fault of TV. It's the fault of people that are easily led. And it's, it's, it's upon us that are, I believe, that you know, there's a lot of true believers that end up on television. Right. And there's a lot of people that are like, well, I can make money and it'll be on television. Mm -hmm. and, and to be quite honest, listen, no shame in your game. You hustle, you do what you want to do. But at the end of the day, you get to be able to own it. And you have to be able to, to eat what you put out there. And so I always tell people, any evidence I brought forward, any EVPs, anything that I said, this is what happened, I stand by my evidence. Anybody else I work with, I hope they do the same. But I always can only stand by my own thing, so I only say my own thing. But pathways and such, my brain gets broken. I fell down 32 slate stairs as a kid. I cracked this thing open, so the brain gets weird. Oh, my God. However... <laughs> The Essenes talk about heaven being a real place and that we can perceive it from time to time. And I do think that when we see these images, that is the sign of a loving God or goddess, however you perceive mm -hmm. them, allowing that spirit to come forward. I don't think anyone's ever trapped. I don't think anyone's ever tethered. No one's standing over their gravesite. Some people visit more than others. Some people don't want to move on as quickly. Um, but I don't think that a loving God or goddess, or however you want to see it, would ever say, locks on the door, heaven's not for you, you're stuck here, enjoy your lighthouse for eternity. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. In, in the Catholic... Um 
religion, we have the thing called purgatory, mm -hmm. where it's, it's temporal. Right. In other words, so you, you there, you, you're forgiven for your sins, but you still have to pay for them. You have <laughs> right. still have to work them off. Yeah, you got to work them out, basically. Work, yeah. So I, I, when I first started doing this, I, I worked with a Franciscan, and uh, we used to talk about, well, what a ghost, and, you know, what a ghost. And, and one of the theories that we thought about is perhaps these ghosts are just people in purgatory. In other words, they're there because they're doing their time, yeah. or they're learning, or whatever they're supposed to be doing there. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing is glimpsing through them. So we have people that come in and try to interfere with some of these spirits. Maybe there shouldn't be an interference in, in with it. In other words, right. we get a lot of memes that come in and says, "Oh yeah, your house was haunted, so I, you know, I lit, I lit a stage, some sage, wrapped it around, and I sent, you know, six guys to the light. Set them on everything's right. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they've been there for 50 years, uh -huh. uh, yeah, it's all they need is someone." show what a light was right. and it's cool. Right. So is is that something that, that works? And, and there are other, I mean, I guess what I'm really trying to say is it's depending on how you view everything through your own filters, through your own religion, through your own reality is how we uh, we perceive ghosts and spirits and, and demons and everything else. Do you believe in that? I believe that everybody's perception of this reality is going to be based upon their experiences and their structure unto that point. Um, do I know some really good mediums and psychics that have done some stuff that I think is really on point? Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. um, I know some people that I've seen just stop somebody and give them a reading because they need to give them that message, not because they need to collect $5. Right. Wow. I was like, real deal stuff. Mm -hmm. right. I believe some people do have that ability. Oh, I do too. Um, I'm not for sure. to say that. No, no, and I know okay. you're not. Yeah. I'm just prefacing the rest of the crap I'm going to okay. say. So <laughs> I believe that for sure. Um, I do believe there are certain rituals and magic and such that, um, you know, gets people think of, you know, wizards and stuff like that that I joke about. But there are certain rituals and things that I do think help help to calm spirits and, and things like that. We've seen that kind of stuff happen. Um, as far as purgatory goes, uh, Catholicism has so many different things that they believe for a while then didn't believe, and you, know, you pray for this, or you could you could even pay for that at some times. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Adultery, we get a fine for that, yeah, we, no yeah, worries. Yeah, yeah, Contribution. Yeah, no yeah. um, so I think that religion, the afterlife, all that stuff is very personal to people, mm -hmm. and I think just like you hinted at earlier today, um, you know what's right and wrong. You know, in here, right. in your whole body, somebody doesn't have to tell you, like, you shouldn't go up to a baby and slap it. Like, mm. right. you just don't do things like that. And then there's some people that are just broken, and they do things like that. Right. Mm. Um, but when it comes to our perception and our reality and our understandings of the afterlife, I think even the angry person, the angry person that says none of this is, is real, none of that matters, there is no religion, there is no God, there is no goddess, somewhere inside they know that there's going to be something. something. And I don't want them to have to categorize it. But don't stand in your doorway yelling into the closet that there's no boogeyman if you truly believe there's no right. boogeyman. Unfortunately, <laughs> Dustin, we've got to wrap it up. We do. So if somebody want to find out more about Dustin, what's his name? Perry? Perry. <laughs> Everyone makes it super French, but yeah. it's actually Italian. Paris. It's Perry. Uh, yeah. Where can they find out? Uh, the best place is just to go to my website, which is DustinPerry.com. And uh, you can check out my YouTube channel. It's YouTube slash Dustin Perry. I'm on uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook and stuff. And uh, come check me out at 200 Elm Street on uh, August. 28th. Uh, tickets are available awesome. through my website. It should be a great time. Sweet. Wonderful. Yeah. Dustin, thank you so much. Thank you for coming pleasure. on. We've really, this has been Can a lot of fun. Can you take us out with a song quickly? Oh, do you want a song? Anything, anything. Quickly. Oh, he's so sweet. Quickly. Quick. We gotta go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's All time right. to go. Good night, everybody. <laughs>
From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.